You know, when I sing this song, it's called Jake on Me. <laughs> All right, then. Needless to say, you're listening to Cover Me, the only podcast where we talk about covers of songs and then just more covers of songs. Uh, the same song, though. A lot. That's right. I'm your host, Jake Cressy, joined as always by my sketchy co-host, taking the intro. Hey, Alex Mildenberger. With us in the studio today, a very special guest, my oldest friend in terms of, of length, not age. He's still pretty young. That's right, it's Kalen Lee in the studio. Kalen, how are you doing? I'm doing all right today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. We're talking about Take On Me by, aha, uh-huh, the Norwegian synth-pop band. So, uh, yeah, these guys are actually, like, fairly successful outside of North America, but they're basically but a one-hit wonder. only outside of North America. Yeah, North America, they had Take On Me. Like, maybe one and a half. Yeah, yeah there was some other it. one that And charted. they had a Bond song. A Bond? Oh, did cool. they? Oh, yeah. Which Bond movie? Uh, I don't remember what movie it was for. The song I, was The Living Daylights. Living Daylights. Which is, I'm pretty sure, not a Bond movie. Okay. But, yeah, that was their Bond song. I didn't actually look up what movie it was. That would have been a good thing to know. It sure would have been. So they got case. a very Norwegian name, since they're all Norwegian. Let me hit you with this. Founded by Morten Harkett. That's probably the easiest one. Magna Furholmen. Oh, who's on okay. keyboards and guitar. And, and Paul Laktar. I don't know how you say it when it's doubled down on A's there. Oh, it's yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, that's Waktar Savoy. Yeah. Waktar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. I always say that, well, in my opinion, we should treat vowels like if we have a single vowel, like an A, you have the short sound, ah, and if you have two vowels in a row, then it's the long sound, A, but we don't do that. So, so it doesn't matter. So that'd be wake tear? Well, I think we should do it that way. Okay. But, uh, I'll but, take it. But that's not legit. As far as I know. So this is a three-man band formed in the 80s, formed in 1982 in Oslo. Norwegian guys. Um, this song has like a hundred versions just by the band itself. Yeah, a bunch of these covers are, well, several anyway. Yeah. Although some of them are also like remixes that are attributed to the band, so there's that too. Yeah, there is that. Um, there's also, because so it, this whole fucking thing starts because two of the guys were part of a band, Bridges. And they were making a song called The Juicy Fruit Song. I don't know if it was for the gum. I don't know if we're losing something because it might have been originally in Norwegian, their native language. That made So we might have lost something in translation. Could be. To which it now sounds like The Juicy Fruit Song. Although, um, last weekend, mm-hmm. I went to a screening of Phantom of the Paradise, mm-hmm. uh, a movie, at the National Music Center here in Calgary. Uh, and... There was a, a group in that called The Juicy Fruits, and they were like a throwback 50s band. Okay. And actually, interesting little thing, little callback to a previous episode, um, they were definitely playing the, the Rickenbacker, and it had that jangle pop sound. Oh, so that shit. was pretty cool. That is very cool. thought I'd throw that one in there. Shout out to The Juicy Fruits, and also Studio Bell. Or what do we actually call it? The National well, Music? One, yeah, it's like both. Studio Bell and National Music Center. Okay. I don't know if one refers to... Like, because there's two kind of buildings that are connected. So I don't know if, like, one is Studio Bell and one is National Music Center. Oh, right. Or, like, National Music Center is a part of Studio Bell. I, I don't know. 
something like that. I thought maybe it was like a sponsorship deal. Do you know, Kalen, you live in this city? Oh, no, not at all. I'm completely <laughs> ignorant of the higher arts. I'm a troglodyte. That's why we had you on, to talk about pop music. Hooray! Woo! I can offer some slim shade of intelligence. There. Hell yes. Offer some slim shady as well. Oh, wow. Let's. I hope not. Let's talk about, <laughs> so it took two versions and three releases for the song to chart in the UK. Right, the first, there's an original version th- that they recorded that's like, did you watch the? Yeah, it was far more video? melancholic as well. Yeah, it didn't quite have the same, quite have the same punch mm-hmm. as as the version we know yeah. and love. But like, if you watch the video, oh man, the fuck me eyes, they are. Strong. Oh my god, yeah, I just got distracted. I was watching it this morning. <laughs> I looked over, I was like, Jesus Christ, I need yeah. to have sex with this man. <laughs> and and these guys are ridiculously handsome. Oh fuck yeah! Like it's often been that is. Thanks, this man. is brought up right quick. Yeah, like, Morton wow. Harkett. Oh, wow. oh looking at boy. the camera, quite the quite Norwegian, uh, Scandinavian stock. They're coming out strong to get everybody's panties off. Oh yeah, they got them good, good jeans. It's I don't know. It's and, yeah, distracting. And the, and the jeans are pretty tight too. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Jean jokes. Thank you. And yeah, they got a version, like a demo version called Lesson One, which has different lyrics and just one part where he shrieks like a bird. He does do the shriek. I did not early. hear the shrieking. <laughs> it was weird. Uh. <laughs> so that so the version that's actually successful is the 1984 one that has the music video with it. Yeah, they did a they did a re-recording and they basically said they don't think it would be the success it was if the music video hadn't happened. Oh yeah. Oh. They or that's what, or at least that. that it's been opined by at least one band member. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, a, I think they had a different producer for the final version too, I want to say. I wouldn't be surprised. As he like put I things mean, together in a different yeah. way. So yeah, a lot of things had to happen for this song to become what it is today. Um, big fan of this song. Love this song a yeah, lot. Yeah, I wasn't sure because like, I've known it for a long time, uh, but this is the most I've listened to it in one one week, uh, obviously, because we just listen to it continuously. Um... And yeah, it it didn't really get old. What did you think of it, Caitlin? Uh, I mean, it's very energetic. I can't imagine what it could have sounded like, uh, in the earlier iterations because this is kind of the final product. I mean, obviously, it's a little silly to try to imagine what it might have been without having been there to see the evolution right, right. of that song earlier. But it just seems timeless now. Like this is the only version that could have ever possibly been made. But maybe that's just because that's all I've really heard up until recently listening to all of these other versions particularly uh the second one on the playlist made by jake uh where it's very slow and melancholic i sort of got a hint of what that might have been like the earlier version the first version when they said well is this really going to like top a chart is this really going to get people like on their feet and really excited and it didn't the first the first recording flopped it sounds like yeah Yeah. because it took two versions and three different releases so i don't know which versions they released twice Oh yeah, I I uh, didn't I missed that. Yeah, but like you're right. So with the you're talking about the MTV Unplugged one, which was actually a 2017 version, but it's oh. very stripped down in terms of instruments. You barely get. It's mostly just him singing, mm. and we'll talk about that more when we get to it. But sure. like, yeah, it's a very different version to this, which is like a. It's mostly synth on this piece. It's you got yeah, a bass a lot synth. Of synthesizer. You got a main synth riff. You got this kind of upper like ambient kind of synth. And then apparently there's acoustic guitar in this. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I totally missed it. that. I missed it. But like, I mean, the riff, 
from this song is like like it it comes up a lot in the song it's very iconic and even like if you look at the previous versions that demo what was it called again the uh, lesson, lesson one. one and then the earlier version they all still had that riff so yeah like just they, they, rougher they, version of it it's almost like they knew they had something They're like we got to use this riff this mm-hmm. lightning in the bottle but like it doesn't matter what goes around it but like this riff and and yeah it's it's very it makes you want to move very much so i think they knew that immediately yeah maybe that's why they kept uh rehashing it and making new song uh new versions of it because where does that fit in right does this fit properly how do we perfect that riff and the things around it yeah it's a good thing they kept trying because eventually it worked yeah so let's talk about, I mean, for one thing, I'm going to talk about it just briefly now. It's insane that some cover versions of this song remove the riff completely. Yeah. I think that's, that is the worst thing you can like, make. some of them, like, have it in, they'll, like, stick it in at the end or something. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. But, and there's other things to this song, I think, that, that those will bring out. And the song is more than just the riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it does have a lot of stuff that comes together. But the riff is just so iconic. Yeah. yeah. That uh, it, it's quite different without it. Yeah, I think the next strongest part of this song, at least for me, is the lyrics. Oh, absolutely. And the vocals. He's an incredible singer. Everybody loves that he hits that with those fucking high notes. Perfectly. Yes. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, how I really just am not a fan of the Real Big Fish uh, version of this is because they can't. Yeah. It's just, it very much is the range that is hit and so well that, yeah, that guy, when you try to sing that in, you know, in your own car, just, you know can't compare yeah how can you not sing along like i first when i first started uh for this listening like i was going for the like super high falsetto which is you know the the part the the really noticeable part um and like hurt my voice a little bit and then i was like (laughs) okay no now it's time i gotta i gotta take a relax gotta take a break and not every time the chorus came on yeah (laughs) no fuck i gotta stop gotta stop gotta stop yeah it's like it's a karaoke jam and it's nobody like very few people can actually hit that high note but everybody likes to sing along to it so it doesn't matter yeah it's just beautiful singing and i love Mm. a lot of the lyrics in this song it's so let's talk about like lyrical interpretation because it's kind of a love song like a a romance song. song And sort of like a, I don't know, like a seize the day kind of piece. Very ballady is yeah, kind of my initial thought towards it. It's almost like, to me, like it's kind of like a love song, but it's, I kind of interpret it as like a rejection song almost. Mm. Like, like he's being rejected, but like oh, he's recovering. Refu- he's refuting it? From a, and I don't know what refuting necessarily is. Like he's like. Let's let's see what I I didn't unfortunately I forgot to write this down so let's mm-hmm. see if I can remember what I was thinking but like he's coming for your love okay right so he's like right. he's going for it but like then there's other stuff of he's stumbling away slowly learning life is okay right so like and, after and then a it's no better to be safe than sorry so like he's slowly coming to the realization that like even though it didn't go as I wanted it to it I'm improving and I'm realizing it's a good thing I tried mm-hmm. even if I failed. And then, uh, and then in the end, uh, I I didn't quite get everything, Mm -hmm. because he's still coming for you anyway, and he's like, I'm not gonna give up, which, yeah, yeah, is that like I don't know how I interpret that a little pushy. It it might be if he's been rejected, he's like, I'm still coming after you. It's interesting how that's like the interpretation now, yeah. whereas it might have been romantic earlier when the song was released that you didn't give up immediately, even though, at least in the dating scene at this stage, 
hey, no thank you. And to continue that is just a faux pas. It is kind of reminiscent of you being maybe not as emotionally intelligent, maybe? Yeah, or, like, available. A, yeah, almost childish. Yeah, maybe. What's that? How, what do you I'm mean? Gonna, I'm gonna keep of course. Yet you can't. This isn't the way. This is going to go, just so you know. Mm. I will get what I want, which obviously is a pretty dark interpretation of, you know. Of a yeah, no, very happy song. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got out of it. But, like, I definitely think, like, nowadays, we'd be more like, well, you know, I'm recovering from this rejection, and, like, I'm going to be me and okay with myself. Yeah. And, like, move on and do something else. But back in the 80s, maybe that's the same kind of vibe they were going for. But it was more like, now I feel good about myself. I'm going to try again. Like, mm. oh, okay. Kind of like and, being born again. And we kind of... In, or maybe interpret that in a different way nowadays but at the time i would imagine the intent was at least not that mm-hmm. not how we would we would see it now. no i think you do have to look at it through the historical lens insofar as that what were people doing thinking what was going on in that time but we also have to recall that this is a very european outlook like even though you know it's sung in english and all the rest What's going on in Norway in the 80s? I don't know. That's true. But they seem to be very happy with things. Did we even have Norway Mm -hmm. in the 80s? I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah, and even in, like, so even lyrically in, like, the demo lesson one, it's about, I'm happy, hip, hip, hooray. I'm thinking maybe if we take it away from, like, a, like, a traditional, like, romance between people, it might be... Like a life romance song. A life romance Like song. he's getting the shit kicked out of him by life. It's kind of like I get oh. knocked down, but I get up again. So it's not necessarily about being rejected in a just and relationship it, or dating or whatever situation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's using that as a metaphor. And just, for, so it's like a, life. A, like a life or a goal or something. Because he says, take on me, take me on, which is like aggressive almost. It is. Like that's how, that used to be how we would start fights. At least at some, it's <laughs> take me on, bro, take me on. Dude. <laughs> Did you, have you ever said that to start a fight? I never started a fight. Okay. In my, actually, that's a lie. But I said the sauce is right behind you, man. And that's how that fight started. It's but, essentially take me on, bro. Yeah, apparently. Raise those hands. Um, You mentioned that this is Norwegian. Apparently, in the, I looked this up on uh, Genius Lyrics. So take on me, literally translated to Norwegian, uh, is this is how you say touch me in Norwegian. So you get that more like, oh, so a more like vulnerable take on, mm. instead of being like this kind of pop in your chest thing. Mm. Touch me. Touch me. And then, uh, what's it say? Take me on means put me on, like clothing. Like a more erotic, like wear yeah, me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like a kind of softer side to it. And like, I don't know if they wrote the lyrics originally in Norwegian. Well, it kind of sounds like, like if, if there's that translation and those are phrases, mm-hmm. if you do the literal translation, because it is kind of awkward. Uh, the English in this song is a bit right. strange at some sometimes. He, like, in some of the one phrases. line, like, uh, is it a life or just to play my worries away? Yeah. So, like, yeah, what what is... I mean, I can, I can, most of it you can get from context, mm-hmm. but there are definitely, like, that line and things like, uh, let me see if I can find, today is another day to find you seemed odd. Like, I didn't quite, I get, I yeah, guess maybe well, that's not the translation thing. Today's another day to find, yeah, like, if you would take it as more of, like, a goal or right, uh, if he's instead just of a person. looking for some He's looking for some that, goal. like, purpose. Like, in other words, you're all the things I've got to remember. Which is like an odd line. I really like that. That's my favorite line, which is maybe just why I brought it up. But again, it's not exactly something you would say, like a regular English speaker would use that term. 
but it gives this kind of important slip. It's a goal. It's like the only thing I have to remember is this. I have to do this. I need this. Like today's another day to find you. I'll be coming for you anyway. Like it's even I get my ass kicked, like I'm still yeah. coming back. Pursuant more of an ideal than an individual. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I feel like if we put it on an individual, it does get a little creepy in today's it does context. Get a little creepy. And I mean, it's definitely possible that that was the intent, but I do like that interpretation as well because it I can see it there. Yeah. And uh, I, I have that as well. I've probably mentioned it before of like what, I- interpreting older lyrics, not wanting to place like those uh, maybe outdated ideals on them that were current at the time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, clearly it's a parody. Like, <laughs> you're like, no, these yeah, guys no, are great. But, but yeah. just making a joke about this terrible thing they're singing about and like, it's not probably not, probably but, not. But, Especially the two most like, like uh, incriminating lines are, I'll be coming for your love anyway, I'll be coming for your love okay. Yeah. Like, like you can't stop me, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, aha. Knock, knock. I'm here. Open up the door. We're going out dancing. So, I mean, that's definitely there, but uh, but I do I do like the more the uh, the life interpretation. Yeah, maybe where, that's what we're allowed to do as a modern audience. Is yeah, reinterpret recontextualize it for our own purposes. It recontextualize in, it in a modern uh, context. To yeah. use the word context. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's the way that it has to be because art is viewed by the individuals in whatever time or space they're occupying. Mm-hmm. So we can look at Bach and well, I don't think people then would have necessarily the same frame of reference that we have on hearing him. And it's like, Oh wow, this person is actually very different uh, and distinct from say Mozart or Vivaldi of those different genres and right. inclinations. So with time and our own changing uh, expectations of behavior, both socially romantically we can look at these lyrics and be like well i'm not actually certain that the literal interpretation of this is something that i would be doing or advocate my friends to pursue Mm -hmm. or like repeat to myself because that would lead to more questionable end goals i Mm -hmm. think i mean i don't want to like spoil this but like the incel, unfortunately, movement that way seems to be a lot more of the selfish inner seeking, right. which is like I'm going to get that that I am owed your love, sure, and I want it, but I don't, I don't, I think that is very much a very out there fringe particular extrapolation mm-hmm. of the lyric. So yeah, yeah, that's... and I think everyone like hey, I almost hate to say this, but everyone was everyone meant well when they were writing the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't think like, uh-huh like wrote this with malicious like intent. Giving them Absolutely the not. Because they seem like perfectly fine people now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're assholes. I'm but sure they're, they're so not. so handsome. God, oh. they're really handsome. It's just too charismatic to be judged. See? Yeah, so that's, I guess that's all I have to say about the lyrics. Um, we've talked a bit about sort of the instrumentation. Do you guys have any other big notes yeah, on that I mean, before we jump into the music video? Stuff. I really like... Oh, Let's we should just, talk about the instrumental break. Instrumental break? With the kind of spooky piano. Because that's an important part that comes up in other songs. It and does. isn't always done as well. Yeah, that's true. So we'll mention that. I really The chorus is just so like huge. Yeah. yeah. What it kind of impressed me is like when you sing it, the take on me. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't actually rise up that quick. Like, it's fairly slow to rise, but it gets really high. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's almost a, a, a surprise because he starts quite low. 
relative to where he ends um but it's like kind of stepping up and i assume it's a outlining a chord or something like that yeah and then gets like super high and but there's a lot of stuff like he's doing that and like there's some uhs in the background and then the bass like boo doo doo do, 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 like goes down as he mm-hmm. goes up and yeah everything oh, just works yeah. so well together and then he does the falsetto which of course everyone wants to emulate but it's so hard and hurts your voice yeah it's like they do a perfect uh like kind of like verses are your low energy parts like they're yeah. much softer and then just the chorus just chorus ramps really, up really has a crescendo yeah and to just do to that it. like at least three or four times throughout the song and have it hit as hard every time is that's yeah, phenomenal it's a big it's a big chorus. That's the hook. That's what gets everybody uh, shouting as loud as they can. Hell yeah. So let's talk about the music video for this, which uh, was di- directed by Steve Barron, who directed... Steve the- Bannon? Steve- yeah, Steve <laughs> Bannon. No. <laughs> uh, Steve Barron, who directed the Billie Jean music video, as well as the 1990s classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Amazing. the classic. film. Oh, boy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bossa Nova. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Um, this, uh, I, I don't know if this one was actually award-winning. I should have looked that up, but it was, uh, very I know, popular video. Like, when I was in, well, in the mid-2000s, when I used to watch a lot of, um, like, MTV mm-hmm. with my sister, um, this music video came up a lot. Mm-hmm. Every time they were like, best music videos or whatever. Right. Like, they would always talk about this music video. So, it was a lot of those, like early reality almost shows but about music videos i guess they weren't really reality shows yeah i won six awards in 1986 yeah that's you want to hear this best new artist in a video best concept video most experimental video best direction in a video best special effects in a video and viewer's choice and was nominated for best group video and video of the year Ooh. So obviously made an incredible impression and remains as such remains as such youtube it's a pretty cool video hundreds of millions of views. I mean, my first exposure to it was the like parody channel literal music videos where he changed the lyrics of the song to just sing what was happening in it. I don't know if you guys remember these. Yeah. Oh boy, do I ever. <laughs> but yeah, it, and like I guess that was probably when I first started getting exposed, like really started thinking about how fucking bizarre so many music videos are. Yeah. Even this one. They're very abstract. Like it's visually phenomenal. It's incredible the things they do in this this video, but then 1984 you have a like a beautiful grown woman reading comics. <laughs> I don't know what the the culture was like in Norway again, but in North America, I don't know who directed the video. Maybe it wasn't that's, Norwegian. That was Steve Barron. Was Steve Barron Norwegian? Let's see. Let's find out. I gotta fucking um, Google Steve Barron now. I think that's again the tit- maybe titillation factor there because how are you going to get what I assume is maybe a male? He's fucking Irish. Artist. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of weird... Like, it's a very fun video. He fucking... She's looking at this comic book, and then the fucking dude in it, who is the lead singer, winks at her from the comic book. She's like, oh my goodness. Come <laughs> who wouldn't be? And, and then he stretches his arm out, because he apparently knows how to break out of this comic book. Which, is this a final draft of a comic book? Did she make the comic book? She's just sketchy. reading it. I believe she's just reading, and she picks it up from somewhere, and she is transported to another world. World of just, pretty much just black and white scribbly space. A sketchy world. A sketchy world. An etch-a-sketch world. And there he's like, check out this panel that makes me look like a real dude. And she's like, oh my goodness. Meanwhile, at her. Yeah. The waitress has billed her immediately, though. She gives her the coffee, writes the bill, slaps it down. 
and comes back like two minutes later and is so furious at this woman that she crumples up the comic book. Throws in the garbage. Yeah. Recycle. Everyone in the cafe is looking at that woman when she does it. They're like, what the fuck? Why is she so angry? She's like... It's quite bizarre. Then we get this wrench gang. I guess we should have mentioned the comic book seems to be some kind of like speed racer, like motorcycle race story. They are getting away from a group of maybe thugs, greasers at the least. Yeah, because it starts with a, like the video starts and it's like some motorcycle race goes off. So these guys presumably lost to our handsome protagonist. As one does. And come after him with a pipe wrench. (laughs) And they break his nice little reality screen and chase him through this now crumpled up comic world. Until he's just like, oh yeah, we can just pop open a hole pretty much anywhere and you can just climb out. She's like, oh my god, my hero. Yep, just having a laugh. Traveling through extra dimensions. Appears in the garbage can of this cafe. Leaves without paying, so the waitress was right to get mad anyway. (laughs) And runs home. Like, runs, because she doesn't understand how print media works. She's like, oh my god, it's the, there's no time. (laughs) The pages. (laughs) Gets there. Like, flattens it out, and then he's fucking dead by the looks of it. But then, on another page, he's, like, punching out of the frame, and he just, like, punches his way into reality. And he materializes, and he becomes real. Yeah. And then, here's the question. How old is he? Timeless. Sure is, is the, the correct question. answer. What, do, what things does he know? They were probably pretty young. Oh, like, like he, he, he is a comic being that just... He's a comic being? <laughs> he is whatever well, I think I think be. that's just the origin story of the band. I think they were all drawn... And okay. then turned real because how can, so how can they handsome. be real? <laughs> they were created by artists. That makes sense. And yeah, but you know what? The, the comic book at the end is revealed to just be aha. There you go. There you go. It's a metaphor for their own creation. Their own being delved <laughs> and created. And like he doesn't have a birth certificate. <laughs> what is he going to do? He's uh, going to form a band, these, obviously. These two just met. What if it doesn't work out? <laughs> well... She then is he going will to form out. a band and become successful. That is exactly that. He'll be with handsome. his other drawn to life people. Fucking I did, unbelievable. I did. I was reading one interview with Rolling Stone mm-hmm. with I think the keyboardist. I don't remember which band member, not the singer. Um, and he's and they like asked him if he had seen the literal video, and he's like, "Yes, it's quite funny." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people have seen parodies of their work. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's uh, it makes a lot more sense than the original. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty abstract. The original um, song pairing with the with the video. Yeah, I forgot to mention the cool protagonist video. also has a pipe wrench on him. Does he? Yeah, because he busts it out after he, he gets the girl out and then like fights them. Yeah, he has a pipe wrench fight. There you go. They're of the same profession, speed racers, perhaps. Yeah, they're all speed racers from the same book, which is apparently pipe wrench filled. Yes, it's the particular aesthetic they take to be tough. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say but about yeah, I don't really have a read on the on the video thematically or anything. I like think it's kind of just like, you know, take a chance, take a, an adventure kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple, but yeah. it's fun. But it is, it's a cool video. Definitely. I, I remember, yeah, like I said, they brought, it came up on MTV a lot. And they're like, these are great music videos from whatever decade. This one was the 80s. So like that and Sledgehammer would always come up a lot. Oh, hell yeah. Isn't that one just like a bunch of metaphors for his dick on the screen? Probably. It's claymation. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a bunch of, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. Even but. the train part? No, no. Trains, that's not. No. Trains aren't. Trains aren't. Nothing phallic about that at all. Man, you know what? I always want to shout out the line and oh, it's a song by America. But he says, if you want, you can ride my train and forget the reason why you're leaving. 
<laughs> and the train is, is his penis. Wow, that's pretty blatant, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, it, but it said it just like the sweetest voice. And then like one time I was like, holy shit, he's talking about his big dick. <laughs> his big train-sized train dick. Train-like penis. Well, I think that's the it's the contrast, you know, talking about something crass, like I'm going to have sex with you with this enormous donger, but I'm going to whisper it gently to you. <sighs> It's oh. like a train. Okay, I'm going to need a couple minutes here. Everyone's whispering <laughs> now. motherfucker. But we're not here to talk about that song by America that I don't know the title of. We're here to talk about either Real Big Fish or Captain Jazz's version of this. Please, both let's from talk 1998. About... What do you want to well, do? Well, that's the thing. Um, The Real Big Fish version we listened to yeah. may have been re-recorded in 2010. Oh, okay. Because it was recorded for, basketball. I believe, basketball yeah. soundtrack. But I, the version we got was off of like a compilation and i'm pretty sure at least according to the wikipedia article Mm -hmm. a lot of the songs in the compilation were re-recorded because they didn't have the rights to the masters anymore okay so So you want to go captain jazz and then we'll throw real big fish in 2010 let's do it all right let's talk about captain jazz Captain Jazz. This oh. is a uh, 1998 fucking American emo band from Chicago. Emo I didn't even think emo existed before 2004. I know, right? I still don't understand emo as a genre. It just sounds like alt rock to me. Um, and this yeah. one actually just sounds kind of like but punk because the, the guy can't sing. Yeah. yeah, it is a little... Yeah, the guy can't sing. That's... Uh, or, or he's not singing. This, to me, um, it was like... Kind of yes, yeah, it's, it's very shouty. It kind of remind. It was like if, um, Pixies did the song, but also, if they were impersonating like, Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld while doing it. Yeah. So like it was kind of. It, I didn't like the vocals on this song very much. It's. I think they like what I like comparing them to the other. I'm still gonna consider Real Big Fish like a 1998 piece, even if yeah, because that was kind of when it was done. But like they, he knew right off the bat that he couldn't sing. He sure as fuck couldn't sing those high notes. Yes. But he's like, I'm enthusiastic, and I can shout. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I don't like his singing. But I was a little charmed by his enthusiasm. I was like, you go get him, champ. Like trying. Yeah, no, I definitely buy that a lot more than this, than the other one. Because it very much just seems very, I don't know, dissonant. It's just a cacophony. Thank, mm-hmm. you for, thank you for the noise, I guess. I kind of understand what's going on because I'm already familiar with this work. Mm-hmm. But if you were just to put this on and I had no context for it before. Not really. It's trash. I really, really, really do not like it. I guess that's their style and if you're into that, whatever, but I'm not, so... I'd say one thing they do good on this track is the the stripped down verses versus the much louder chorus. Mm. You get the big crashes on the drums and the instruments all ramp up, whereas it's actually very sparse on the verses. There's like a bit of guitar sustain and just like some bass. Otherwise, on this version, there's not a lot going on there. It just seems they did it because everyone knew this song and they wanted their own take on it. I mean, I understand why. I mean, mm-hmm. no one, no artist should feel they can't or shouldn't attempt something. But then they also have to be ready for the criticism that's leveled at them when people really, really don't dig it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, they got the main riff, so that's cool. Yeah. It's on guitar. Um, it's definitely more like rock and roll. Like, it's 
meaning it's like rock and roll instruments like yeah guitar and, and some like space. some intentional like dissonance and because there's one yeah, point where they just kind of be... hit some piano keys and they do that do the the instrumental and, like, break on get that like piano. feedback on, on on the guitar and stuff yeah um the other thing is uh there are da, 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 lyrical changes yeah buddy um i didn't really look into them too much though i, I just kind of wrote them as they came to me it was like it, it's a little different the line um, I thought was weird was where he says to prove to you that life is okay. Oh, I missed that one. So, I don't know. that That's kind of the big difference for me. Um, and I feel like they changed, for the most part, didn't change it that much. It was more like just to make it sound maybe more natural to them. Yeah. Because we got, are they just a lie to keep my worries away instead which of, is, is it a life? Yeah. No, this is definitely yeah. more, as you mentioned, which seems emo to response. mean the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least it's an attempt to mean the same thing. Um, but really, other than that, like, I didn't, that line, that one line, like I said, to prove to you that life is okay, I I interpreted the original as proving to your, or like slowly yeah, well, convincing it's, yourself it's, that life is okay. Yeah, it's, it's starting to learn that life is okay, yeah. right? Not yeah. Proved to, there's nothing about proving anything to anyone. It's not proved to me life is so, okay. That, that kind of... Yeah, that's a bit out of nowhere. I think that's mostly just kind of there, like the emo lens there. It's like, I'm looking for an outside source of validation to say, why should I be living? Hmm. At least that bit, because that's like, prove to me someone, whatever nebulous deity or force out there that they're talking about is, I want to know why I should be living versus... The originals which is i'm finding meaning i am searching mm-hmm. or pursuant to that ideal versus this is very reactionary this is very i want to be acted upon or i need someone to act upon me to show you know this is worth my time my right. so wait, one more time was it proving to you that life is okay to prove to prove you that life is okay right so you need this exterior validation yeah, i had to look up the lyrics because they're hard to understand because he kind of mumbles a bit. Yeah, it kind of mumbles and shouts so Or maybe not mumbles, but... It's like, I don't know, it's very yeah. hoarse. The enunciation isn't great. Yeah, I'm so, like, it really seems like it wouldn't be good for your voice. Like, you wouldn't be able to do this. No, I don't know how people do that. Maybe that's why Cat and Jazz didn't make it. I only seem to find <laughs> one album. Maybe they did. Probably. Like, according to um, the internet, they were fairly influential as far as emo bands go. That's but then they were like, the influence, a bunch of bands I had never heard of. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. So they were influential, I guess. Guess there's a lot of, a lot of Cat and Jazz heads out there. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about this version. From there, if we're counting Real Big Fish as 2010, I think we jump to Annie B. Sweet. That's what I got. Yeah, 2009, Annie B. Sweet. This one was at the end of our playlist. Um, it's the, she's a, let me see, I got facts on her. Spanish. Yeah, she's from Spain. She's an indie folk song singer. Apparently started composing songs at seven. Cool. Apparently she also stopped then too, because her songs don't really have that much composing in them. Hmm. Fair enough. I thought, I just wanted to point out the album is called Start, Restart, Undo. Mm Mm-hmm. Which sounded to me like, you know that fuck go back meme where it's yeah. like, upgrade, upgrade, <laughs> fuck go, reminded me of that. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Interesting album name. Um, yeah, it's pretty sparse. Yeah. 
Is the main riff in this one? At the end, At she the does end, it with she... her voice. That's right. That's right. She makes the sound with her mouth. She does. Yeah. She does. And I think that should have been maybe at the start. Or maybe in between. Or both. Just more. Could have like, done it at the start anyway. I think I needed more of that in there. Introduce it with that. Because that's, I mean, that's the beginning of the song. Because otherwise this is just two rhythm guitars, basically. And xylophone to do the take on me backup vocals. I think it's a xylophone. Um, I don't know. It goes ding, ding, ding. Probably. Could be a xylophone or something similar. Yeah. If it's metal. Does it sound metal? Yeah. Xylophones are wooden. Oh, really? Yes. I so learned this. I looked up xylophone. Xylophone is like Greek for like wood sound. Like it literally oh. just means oh, like okay. xylo is like from the Greek, I think, or maybe Latin word for wood. Huh. So. So what's the metal version so of xylophone? If it's metal, it's like a glockenspiel or something. Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Definitely heard those referred to as that before. Fuck, okay. See, I think it's a Glock. I think she pulled the Glock. <laughs> she pulls on. a fucking Glock in this hey, song? Put it away, Annie! This is dangerous. You are not <laughs> trained in the use of this. Put it away now, please. You're oh, Annie. Annie. Oh, oh, Annie. Oh, Annie. So, yeah, it's, um... Does it, did anyone else here say mostly? Toth King away? No, I didn't notice that. How about... Tay after me. No, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really. She has really to bad enunciation. Specific enunciation could be a one. not a not a, not a slur, but a burr in speech. What is that called? I don't know. Um, a vocal uh, shit. I should know this. I have a C minus in a beginner's linguistics course. Not a not a murmur. A vocal a lisp. Mm, yeah, like a lisp. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just. The way that you're describing it, it sounds like she sort of has a lisp on a couple of. Sounds just like she's dropping consonants. Yeah, it sounds like she just like is being weird about it. She's adding her own. It's probably just her Spanish accent. It could be. Uh, that's no, when, okay. like, when I first started hearing her sing, I was like, "Oh, what is up with her voice?" And I looked up, she's like, "She's from Spain." I'm like, "Am I racist? Mm. <laughs> Am I? Maybe eight things that are foreign? No, I don't think so. This can't be true. They are Norwegian. Um, let's see. It's impossible. No, hang on. Wait. You got, you got a note no, on it's this? not about the song, mm. though. Well, it is about the song, but it's not about the like instrumentation. According to the Wikipedia page, this song, this version of the song, was used on TV for a major fast food chain. Don't know which one though. Didn't Maybe say. it's like a Spanish. Could be anything. What fast food chain is going to use this version of Take on a Me? A major one. And which particular part of the song okay. itself? Um, I, this is a long shot, but if you, a listener, have heard this advertisement and know which major fast food chain it is, hit me up on Twitter, at Jake the Cressy, hashtag major food chain. Take on bur- burrito. Take on major food chain. Take on major... Can you hear me? Major food chain. Any of those. Any of those. <laughs> but at Jake the Cressy because we... Because I'm not going to look up all those hashtags. Yeah. Can you imagine if people are actually using our hashtags but not... And we, like, adding me, and I've just missed out on our whole community. Wouldn't that be wild? I would have to go back through every episode and, like, look at the dumb hashtags I made up. <laughs> yeah, we should make a list. Oh, man. Or just cover me pod. That's a hashtag I actually use consistently. So. Yeah. Again, cover me pod, not cover me. That one's about jizz. Okay. <laughs> so nobody so nobody was sweet on the Annie B. Sweet version? It was have to be not decidedly was... sour okay <laughs> it was all right it was definitely a, like lower energy but not my least favorite of the low energy ones right so I'd like, I, it was fine the low energy ones defeat half the purpose of the song yeah it's very dancey and the and song's dancey. supposed to be triumphant you know i i agree it's, it's definitely but i thought it was fine i thought it was fine i thought it was fine yeah compared yeah. to other slow versions that we have oh it's fine yeah 
Like your thought, Caitlin? For the most part, it definitely does feel that the moment you decrease the tempo of the song, it takes an entirely different, far more mournful tone, Mm -hmm. which seems, I mean, it's interesting. I guess that's the thing that speaks most to me about that, of deliberately changing the pace and, I guess, tonality of a song, is that, oh, wow, now it means something entirely different, uh, sort of a 180 of the feeling behind it. But I don't know. I just wasn't immediately taken back by that. The uh, when we get to it, the symphonic version, even though not particularly uh, slower, it actually matches the pace. I thought fairly mm-hmm. well of the original. I just really dug how clean it sounded. I thought that was really, really fun. I thought that was a really cool take on it. But mm. I think I might be jumping the gun a little bit. Oh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get. We'll dig there. into that next. We're gonna dig into. I think it looks like I got 2014 Aqualung. Is that what you got, Alex? Yeah. So real big fish then. Oh, right, Real Big Fish, we moved into 2010. All right, let's talk about Real Big Fish. Right, Real Big Fish. Um, they're a ska punk band. Yeah. I actually looked at the difference between ska and reggae. Okay, hit me with it. we were talking about it. So ska, ska is faster. Okay. Um, it was developed a little earlier in, in Jamaica. Okay. Um, it generally involves horns, whereas reggae generally does not. Although sometimes reggae, I think, does. Has adopted because it more there's now, like cross-pollination yeah. at this point. Right. Um, and the, the, the rhythm's a little different. And the bass line is different. Sky uses a walking bass line. Okay. Whereas um, uh, reggae does not. Uh, or, oh yeah, or reggae least, is more like a... Because it focuses more on just like a repetitive Yeah, just be rhythm. more like in four in the... As opposed to like... Yeah, even if you look at this song compared to the reggae one that and, we yeah. also listened to of this, yes. you can tell the difference in rhythm. This one has a walking bass line. It does. It's very active. So, yes, they're a ska punk band. I don't know too much else about There's them. There's seven dudes, than... seven fucking dudes on this track. I guess if you have a horn section, too you meet a lot dudes. of people. Too many dudes. Too many, many a dude dudes. was found in the pond. And this was on the basketball yeah, yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. And this they... is a movie that I never watched. Basketball, yes. Oh, of course. Soundtrack. Um... Yeah, there's a music video for it as well, which oh, is them just walking down a hall and playing instruments. I saw cool. it and I was like, it's not worth talking about. No. But it exists. So, yeah, this one definitely has horns. Yeah. And I was thinking, like... That's the main riff is on the horns Yes. There. And at first, I was like, man, is do we just call things ska if they have horns in them? Like, sometimes back in the 70s, they would just call things prog rock if it had a synthesizer in it. Mm-hmm. And no, I think this is a little more, more because that's the walking bass line and stuff. Right. Like and that, like, that rhythm guitar is very, I feel, ska to okay. reggae. I believe you. Um, that- yeah, but of course, this is... Uh, I said it was fairly guitar driven, but there is a lot of horns as well. Yeah, it's a very uh, like you got seven dudes on this. So there's a lot of instruments going That's on. That's true. It's a very bombastic version of it. I would say instrumentally, I, I like I like this one. Yeah, I kind of dug it because it keeps the, up the energy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely it has that energy. The vocals weren't really there. No. No. But I didn't mind it so much. Not compared to the Captain Jazz version. Well, it wasn't Captain until Jazz... like Kalen brought it up to me because in just the verses he's fine. But as soon as he tries to tackle those high notes, you really hear it. It just falls apart. Yeah, just, like it's straining yeah. his vocal cords, and you're like, just, just go lower. You buddy. wouldn't have to go like that, man. No. It even sounds like he starts out lower on he the then yeah he on does. the chorus than they do in the original. So you would think that would be to allow him a lower high point, and it probably is. Because it probably would have been like if he hadn't done that, it probably would have been even just, even just more, yeah, just just voice cracking, much more noticeable. But um, 
he yeah I, I i i dug the instrumentation i thought it was a decent time with the with the horns mm-hmm. and yeah i didn't i just i didn't mind the the vocals i didn't love them obviously yeah. the original vocals are like very strong and a huge part of what makes the song great yes. but uh but i think the this is a f- fine version as well yeah um what did i have to find you know the now that i know how to identify ska i can you i stop using the old method i don't know if you've seen that tweet where the guy's like uh he says ska music is just what plays in a kid's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> can you further elaborate i think i don't know i think I feel like Lunchables used ska type of music in their ads. Is my oh, understanding? That's of how it. you were primed as a child. Yeah, and it's just ska? like because like now anytime I hear it, I'm like that dude's right because you just hear that like rhythm guitar and just like in my head there's a kid whose eyes just like go big. He's like, oh, and gets like mozzarella sticks and has a good time. <laughs> okay. Bizarre. Yes, there weren't enough. There weren't enough mozzarella sticks in my youth to relate <laughs> like to that. Picture any like an extra piece of pizza or whatever. Like. <laughs> okay, just mozzarella sticks. Really? Yeah. Right. You, that, you, that's the part you guys are stuck on. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm very distracted. How you were. What frogged. food do you need it to be a piece of cake? Like, <laughs> honestly, right. any food at this point is just not going to match the beauty of mozzarella sticks. Now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's any, any other notes on real big fish. No, no, other than, I think we are. Well, already they say mentioned... yee-haw at one point. Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, they do. But yeah, no, I don't actually have a And then he, oh, and this one they say, it's not my day to find you. Which is like a downer. A little. And, and uh, today is, is another day to find you. And they said, no, uh-huh. No, it's not another. Not my day to find you. I wonder you. if it's another case of, I mean... When we were doing this Charming Man, talking yeah. about the Death Cab for Cutie version, which just kind of sounded like they didn't know the lyrics. You think this were, is their on two bicycles? And like, and they were just kind of, they had, they just kind of got them wrong. Um, I almost wonder if it was just harder to get lyrics. Yeah, because I feel like in like, musicians aren't known for being wealthy. So how you would get your fucking lyrics is from the liner notes in an album. But maybe. But if you don't have, like, if it's an old record and you, like, because this was the late 90s, I don't know when. It was actually, like, was there, could you go buy this in a store? Or, like, was it yeah, used? Maybe it wouldn't have the original liner notes? Or you'd just get the record without the yeah, sleeve or, or something? Yeah, or you ripped it from a cassette off the radio, which was a popular method in the oh, 90s of getting music. Oh, yeah, there you go. I didn't think of that. So you would have, like, a shitty quality version. Yeah. That and... didn't have any notes or lyrics. So maybe, yeah, maybe so that explains you it. You really are just hearing it. And reiterating it by ear alone. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember I've done that. I forgot, but I have recorded songs using like a microphone <laughs> over the over the radio. Yeah, it's quite a time. Um, let's see. And then they say "stolen away" instead of "stumble away." Just more punky. It just sounds like their own particular take on it is a bit more, maybe not uh, depressed, but more just a bit more negative, a little bit more yeah, negative, but still more, angry, yeah. but more Cynical energetic about is it. The word. Yeah, I guess so. They don't really have any expectation of getting the thing that they want, be it an ideal or person, but fuck them anyway. I'm going right. to just keep on trucking on, motherfucker. Yeah, so that's real big fish. Does that take us to now Aqualung? Oh, that takes us... Talking away 
all the way to Aqualung. Aqualung in 2014. This is the Grey's Anatomy version. The fucking, uh. it's, so this was, I guess, in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, season 10, episode 24. Is that show still going? That was, yes, yeah, it yeah, is absolutely yeah. still going on. It's one, Grey of those, it's even one of those ones it? that just go. I don't even know who Grey is. Wait, I, mean, I feel like uh, Grey left like a long time ago. She's the woman. And dear oh. God, is she ever still is she, there? She's still there? Okay, never mind. I'm um, sorry to have knowledge of that, but yes. <laughs> no, it's cool. She is Someone very much there. For some reason, I thought Grey wasn't on it anymore. Her anatomy has been thoroughly explored after a decade, let me tell you. They are exhausted of ideas. <laughs> that they're pulling out a wonderful song and dragging it through their soap opera muck. Yeah, yeah. so upsetting. this fucking... <laughs> guy um <laughs> alex this, you are this upset guy, this guy calls himself aqualung and then names his first album aqualung dude you named yourself after an album a good album fuck you <laughs> what is going on here so wait his first album is also aqualung his first album is eponymous so he, it's Called Aqualung, named after him. Yeah. Why, if you called yourself Aqualung, which is tenuous already, now you're going to call your album Aqualung as well? Mm-hmm. Fuck. What a piece <laughs> of shit. Bad. Um, yeah, so he sounds very sad he on this He sounds one. like a homeless pedophile. <laughs> oh my... <laughs> you are out for blood here! Jeez! Fuck you, Aqualung. Okay. <laughs> but further, continue. I want to see this evisceration proceed. Come on. He's very quiet, and he uh, he throws in some oohs and ohs at some point to kind of spice things up. But there's no main riff, and this song is four minutes and sixteen seconds long. There's not a lot to it's talk so about because nothing fucking happens in this version. The one this is the most Grey's Anatomy thing. I know. Yes. I don't know I've who died heard. on Grey's Anatomy in this episode, but I don't <laughs> fucking care. Probably another handsome doctor love interest that was overdrawn and poorly written. Probably. On um, so it yeah. ends on the line, it's not better to be safe than sorry. Instead of a different line. Hashtag deep. Way to go, Aqualung. A true hero for our times. Proceed yeah. to get your Grammy. So he's pretty much just playing that piano. I think that's vamping. I think that's what vamping is. What's just I think he's vamping. Piano? Well, like what he's doing. Because he's sucking the fucking life out of this I song. He's vamping. Hey. <laughs> hey! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Only a little stupid. Just got that. Thank you. <laughs> no, vamping's okay. I got nothing wrong with vamping. No, you're, you, you have no problem really sucking the life the out of people. Vamping, vamping is like when you play kind of like a repetitive pattern on the piano. And it's just kind of in the, so like it doesn't have oh, to okay. be slow and boring, but uh, it's just a. I don't understand it exactly, but it's kind of a, a way to play music that is right. kind of like just playing uh, a short pattern over and over again. So that isn't necessarily like a riff or anything. Mm-hmm. We just kind of like do 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 do. Like when when someone's if you can think of like performer ends his performance, walking off stage, piano comes in. Oh, so it kind of plays them off. Yeah, yeah. So playing someone off would be vamp. Would be a vamp. Okay, and does it is it kind of benefit somebody who's like a singer and piano player because they can kind of just let their hands walk over the, the pattern they've created while they sing. Probably. I just, this is boring. I don't like it's, this It's version. a boring song. It sucks. It's the worst version of this. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole segment. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the next one. That's 2015, I believe. Um, I think so. Oh, um, yeah, we got the Kygo remix or uh, General Sound Bois. Bois. Which one do you want to talk about? Um, We're going to talk about both, but pick one. Let's talk about Kygo. 
Daigos, this is a Norwegian DJ. This one was listed as being by AHA on... It was. I mean, it's a, it's a remix. It really only keeps the vocal track, though, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. I mean, it might use other... Let me see. It might use other elements. But, it, yeah, it, it, it's a completely different, like, riff. Yeah, it's like... Which, I liked it. Really? I did. <laughs> I liked this riff. Descent. I didn't... I didn't... Like, it's not the original. But sure. I think it worked, and it got stuck in my head a lot throughout the week. So I was in. I was into the. I, I thought it was a pretty solid riff, even, even if it wasn't the like original. The riff, yeah. It's just like why take that riff? I'll give you this. The riff's catchy, but why does it need the lyrics to take on me then? I don't know, man. Because he's Norwegian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> An homage to his country, I guess. His own. Yeah, but you think maybe he doesn't sing very well or sing in English and he was like I need to get one that will hit that will reach well, the Americas like a DJ type guy yeah he probably doesn't, I don't know if he sings at all at all exactly and this one had I think a xylophone yeah this one it sounded like, wooden to me oh uh, yeah so it's got a sort of like xylophone for the rhythm yeah it sounds to me like the end credits for like an Adam Sandler movie like 50 first dates or that one where he goes to Africa it's just cause it's got that tropical vibe so when does he go to Africa um, I think it might be called Africa. Oh. Him and, uh, it's a, it's a more recent one. Is it Drew Barrymore? Is it Kevin Yeah, I think James? it is Drew Barrymore. Oh. oh. Him and Kevin James movie. go to Africa. Uh, yeah, I figured. That's why I, I didn't mean, watch Adam it. I Adam Sandler. However. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I really dug it. Yeah? I just really enjoyed because it just felt warm. I have written here just sunshine, light rain. Sunshine, just as an light. image that comes to oh, mind. Interesting. It just comes to, it's just a light, boppy tune. I really dug it. Honestly. Yeah, I thought it was a solid, a solid, and like I, I, I've uh, not been on the side of a lot of like dance remix mm -hmm. in the past, but no, this one, this one got me. I think. Well, an interesting thing, um, I think was just, I mean, it's the same vocal track, but with the different instrumentation, it really seemed, and maybe they did this, but it really seemed kind of like choppy. Mm. Like, you're talking away and then like it felt like every time he stopped talking his voice would drop off really fast mm. and i don't know if that's in the original it's hard to tell because there's so much synth right but uh they might have done something to do that um in production as well but that's something i noticed about this one because it okay. felt like the vocals felt a little choppy it's just interesting yeah they put and they're kind of echoey as well aren't they they got like a reverb or an echo going on with yes, the voice probably. absolutely that is another cool thing because it sounds isolated is mm. what it sounds like he's largely just singing to himself or in the midst of nature which is what i got from like the tropical more aspect of okay. the music which i don't know i think it was just really different and made it its own which is why i guess i'm so attracted to the song and i just have a nothing but really positive things to say about it versus other things are clearly like homages or I, I guess it's just personal taste. I really didn't like some of the other ones that came up here just because there are bits of it just, I don't know, didn't translate well, I suppose. Yeah. But this is just similarly light, but distinct. Yeah. I, I, like, I wasn't same. as in love with this version you as didn't, you guys. You, didn't, you weren't feeling it? I got yeah. two notes. I got, it's just very ballsy to fucking strip the instrumentals entirely and throw in your own weird shit. True. And then I said it took something great and cheapened it. Ooh, okay. Cheapened? I think we should explore I mean, that a bit more. Well, yeah, I guess you just didn't. It's just like you took like the incredible main riff, which you could have done your fucking little xylophone shit to. 
True. We could have thrown you, that. You there. stripped it right down. You're like, what if the song was like, boom, ba ba doop, ba ba boom, beep, boop, ba 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 doop, ba ba I was like, ah, fuck you, Kai. You know, like, I don't know. It just, I didn't like the, like, like the ambient kind of voices. The whole thing just felt like, just like a green screen of tropical environment. Ah, so it's a facsimile for you. That's right. It sends us there, but you. Yeah, I mean, got yeah. your flight too delayed. cheap. That's right. My flight was <laughs> <laughs> delayed. It's a, it's a metaphor. Yeah. We're dropping I mean, out of not metaphors. the worst version by any means. No, we already talked about the worst version. I think yeah. we have. I thought we did. <laughs> um, that being said, let's move on to General Sound Boy. General Sound This is uh, off the, so what is it, Cafe Vintage Reggae? Reggae Vintage Reggae Cafe Volume 3. three. We discussed... talked about Volume 1. No, it was Volume 2. Was it Volume 2? Yeah. Okay. Um, for Get yeah, Lucky. Yeah, you're right. Get Lucky was on Volume 2. So that was, what was that, Stereo Dub and Melissa? Yeah, Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> but this one is General Sound Boy. Is that right? Should I just say General Sound Boy? Boy? Boy. There's boy. a W in there. There's a W in there. Oh, it's B-W-O-Y. I was, yeah, I was just saying boy. Boy. So, like, someone, it sounded like maybe I was saying boy in, like, an awkward way. Yeah. Like a southernish accent sort of thing. Boy. boy. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that. Oh, you you don't want to bring yeah. in that, wanna... do you? At okay. least at Fair least I want to be ambiguous. So if someone heard it, they'd be like, no, he wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, I'm sorry for getting rid of that uh, magic <laughs> there. The mystique? The well, just don't tell anyone. No okay. one listens to this, right? That's, that's some, some people from foreign nations listen to really? this, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> North statistics. We have friends that use VPNs, though. So. Yeah, so that might be it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the horns of this sound like shot music in a video game. Sounds like what music? Like shot music. There's, I almost imagine you know, like here we go into Zelda. Yes. No. It has that same vibe to me. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I don't. I wasn't sure if it was like a legit horn or a synthesized horn. Mm, I don't know. Um. It's got but that classic yeah, reggae rhythm. Horns. It's more reggae. It's got the got the reggae, more reggae rhythm going on with the guitar. Yeah. And um But it does have a horn. Yeah. Which, which is which does the main as we riff. learned yeah. is more ska, but I'm sure it doesn't matter because yeah. uh, well, well, it's, it's an instrument. Yeah. And so for the most part Is it only one horn? I don't know. I wasn't sure if it was if it was horns or horn. I, I, I just put horns. I always assume yeah. it's multiple horns. Did uh, this one make you feel uh, tropical as well, Kaylin? Largely it did, but yeah. I mean, I'm just not as familiar with uh, reggae as the two of you, but I really did Ooh, I dig know. that whole, because it has that snap. We literally just learned how to define reggae to, like today. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> but I really dug it, because it's very groovy. Like, you have that rhythm about it. Do they actually have the snap throughout, or is that just my kind of imagining about it? I'm, I'm I thought not they sure had if that, I picked like, up on the snaps. The that, there's definitely snaps in the Kai, Kaigo version. Okay, well, maybe I'm being confused by that then. Well, I mean, it's just finger snaps, so there's finger snaps in a lot of songs, but I, I'm, I'm having trouble bringing it to mind. Well, in any case, I really did dig, and you are right that it brought me to, again, a warm, uh, tropical place, largely, in my mind's eye. I, it's impressive, and the horn that you mentioned, I dug, but I, I think 
even all even like real big fish's version of having the horns add to it i think it really does add to the energy and matches it very very well to the to the synthetic mm-hmm. original version mm-hmm. which seems to be a common enough thing that gets uh tread upon is that does it match the original oomph the energy level yeah because because the, the chorus is so huge yeah yeah and horns are definitely a good way to bring the energy up yeah, um, well, it's very and they you know, brash. I well, seem to like to like, play the riff on the horns. The only exciting part of this song is the horns. <laughs> Fair enough. It comes at the start. It Fair comes enough. at the end. Okay. I think there's one other exciting part, but you well, finish. No, yeah, it comes at the start. Come the rest of this is literally just the rhythm guitar and just like a not great singer singing with some backup vocals. Sure, it's pretty laid back, but that's reggae. Yeah, maybe. but it's just like it's not musically interesting. There is one thing I liked. There's an organ mm-hmm. in the background, and like. I like organs, but there's this one bit um, in the transition from the verse to the chorus where the organ goes really low and gets all growly. I kind of mm. thought that was cool. It was okay, I missed. So that. check that out. It's kind of in the background, and I didn't notice it at first. And then like, but it's like kind of going like in the background throughout. But then it just like drops down for that part. And I thought mm. that was really cool. That is interesting. And we got the like instrumental break in this one, but it's. Like, there's even less going on than in the yeah. <laughs> verses and choruses. We just get, like, very little bass and then, like, a couple of guitar stings. And it's like, well, it's, we might as well do the rest pretty, of the song. I mean, it's definitely reggae. Yeah. It's definitely reggae. I like the bare minimum requirements for reggae. <laughs> and an organ. Just want to really point out that organ. Which I, really seemed to tie everything really, together for you, Alex. Gotta love those, uh... Kind of those keyboards. Yeah, so that's that's really all I have to say about this one. Not a fan of it myself. Um, does that take us to 2017? I'm on 2017. Let's talk about pentatonics. Let's talk about pentatonics. A Texan acapella group formed in 2011. Yeah. Now, um, they have so many Christmas albums. <laughs> yes, they have three Christmas albums and a Christmas EP. And how many regular albums do they I have? I don't know, but oh, that's like a good, like, a good, a good percentage of their albums. Yeah, goddamn. I mean, they haven't been around for that long. They're mostly known for covers. Yeah. They mostly do covers. They have like a couple original songs. I haven't heard them. Are there any original listen. acapella songs? Apparently. Apparently they have put out a couple original songs. Um, But... Sorry. Falling was, apart. What's going on? There was part of the, uh, the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. that was describing the formation of the band or the group. I don't oh know. Okay. Uh, and it was like, they decided to name themselves after like a pentatonic scale, but they re- they replaced the last letter with an X to make it more appealing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> and they've been on Sesame Street. Well, I guess they're an institution now. Oh, they're an institution. So, yeah. I mean, they're actually, they're, like, pretty popular. So what did they do? Make their name in the 90s and then sit on it for 20 years before they formed? Or I know, right? Sesame Street? Still around. It still is around. staying, the staying power is yeah. fairly phenomenal. But they, they're, like, pretty successful. Like, they won, what is it? Some real, like a, like a 
I didn't write it down. It's like not uh, what like a, a Capelli award. No, it was or like something. a comp. It was like one of those TV competition shows. Oh, like, like the Voice. Or yeah, it wasn't the, the Voice, but it was. America's yeah, it was, got it was like talent. It wasn't America's Got Talent. It was something like that. And it was like Sound Search or something like you that. You look like you can sing. Yeah. So, so you, think like, you can sing. <laughs> So they like formed for that competition, and then now they're still together. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so pentatonics. Let's talk are, about this but, song. But they're, like I said, they're like pretty successful. Like yeah, your mom likes them, right? My my parents like the pentatonics. And definitely, my dad. mom, yeah. especially their Christmas songs. Hear them a lot around Christmas, which is coming up. Oh boy. And um, I I there was what else? Like oh yeah, I, what year was it? They were like third best selling album in whatever year. Taylor Swift's 1984 came out like, like that. That was like the thing that beat Taylor them. Taylor Swift has an album called 1984. Yeah, is I, it based on? The novel? Can't imagine has anything to do with a dystopia. It, it, Taylor it's all Swift. About, it's all about how how we've always been at war with Eurasia, <laughs> and we will always will be. Yeah, um, and the but like like love. that's the one to to bump them down. I think that was the one that beat them. So like. They've sold a no. They they're they're up there in sales. Yeah, fucking a. Huh. Um, but this version of the song can fuck itself. Can fuck itself. <laughs> you didn't like an acapella song? Explain Su- further. Surprise! What? Surprise! I'm, I'm still not a fan of acapella. Listen, this is not the worst version. Um, we already talked about the worst version. I, I, this is uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and like, uh, like the rhythm does a good job of not sounding awful because a lot of times the lower ones it can sound like a dude just burping or puking. Yeah. Well, I thought I this version and I unsettling. Yeah. This is so fun. this is not really a professional opinion, but it kind of sounded to me like there was a lot of effects going on on the vocals because especially like at the beginning they have like. A Kind oh, of sound. Yeah, yeah, and it really yeah. sounded like that was kind of enhanced digitally to me right uh, you know what i would argue that like even the vocals on this like well yeah it's i think vocals, so but i think so like main things were all enhanced digitally i think there's a lot of, and i'm not really saying they're like not good at singing or anything like mm-hmm. that it just sounded like there was a lot of production going up, on. yeah produced it has a, a almost sterile sound to it which again i find disturbing and they kind of airbrushed maybe yeah and they do a decent job of like the up ups and downs energy yeah. at least like the kind of i think one person seems to do the first verse and then yeah, a different yeah, person yeah. does the second verse i hate then, the guy who does the second verse yeah he does it really like he chews on every yes, fucking it's very word. dramatic i don't want to say <laughs> is, is there a neutral way finish of saying, the word <laughs> is there a neutral way of saying over singing yeah it's like uh well what's the technique where you do that like runs yeah, they there's a lot of like runs. There's a lot of like I, I maybe. This is that like diarrhea of the embellishments? Mouth? Maybe there's a lot of that like at the end of words with like. Yeah, a lot of embellishments. We'll go. That's a a good way of putting it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh. Caitlin, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, one? how do you feel about odd this odd? <laughs> I thought it was odd, honestly. Maybe it's just because I've not listened to much. Is it acapella goes? Yeah, acapella. Acapella. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just not very familiar with it. It was very alien. It was very different. Yeah. I mean, I thought the initially, ba, 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 it was like, I guess, interesting enough. Novel. Yeah. No- <laughs> novel, yes. Novel is definitely, you know, the term there. But honestly, I just wasn't particularly impressed by it. I mean, I think I've made my opinion fairly clear as to where my, you know, tastes lie, what that might be. But mm-hmm. this is just... I don't know. It's forgettable for the most part for me. I mean, I sometimes dug the energy, but the chewing and the weird little K 
characterizations, their personal touches there just felt a bit off color. Didn't mm. really feel like it belonged largely with you. Definitely sounds like what you would get on a reality TV show for singing. It really does. It's very like produced, pitch or, perfect. Yeah. The movies, Chore- you know, the like movies, choreographed. You the mean? movies, pitch perfect. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I know the the, the movies, I, which I, I guess, guess is also just, acapella. Yeah, acapella. They were like, in, I think, one of the pitch perfect movies. God, of course they were. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, that's their thing, singing acapella. So. Yeah, it, like other than that, like it's very straightforward mm-hmm. cover in that like they do the same structure, they make the sounds, but they're with their voices now. Yeah, and like I think they cut out a little bit because they can't do the like. Yeah, that would have been so fun. I would have liked to see seeing them try that, but um, they didn't unfortunately. But other than that, like it's pretty, pretty straightforward. And they changed the line from "You're all the things I've got to remember" to "You're all the things I can't remember." Hey, that's um, kind of similar, but not quite the not, same. Yeah, <laughs> the implications are different. Different. Because like he's having seems to have trouble remembering it anyway, but saying he's got to remember it implies mm. something different from saying he can't remember it. I think. Yeah, because got to remember it means I can't forget, whereas can't remember means I don't actually remember. It's been lost time. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he was supposed to know, or they seen. supposed to know, it's is gone. Seen. That's pentatonics. That is pentatonics. Um, that takes us to the orchestra. No, that takes us to the MTV Unplugged. MTV Unplugged. Talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. MTV Unplugged was a TV show. That had. This was a tour. Yeah, this was what used uh, to be a TV show. Right. And then they still do it as like 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 tours for certain bands and shit. Okay. So this is where are my fucking notes on this one. Um, it's our it's our final like stripped down sad version of it with the actual original bands. This is yeah. Aha I don't again. know if I would call this one sad though. It was slow. Mm-hmm. To me. Okay. Um, I know like it's the original band. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a little biased towards the original band. I'll yes, say that. You know. But yeah. I thought their version worked better than the slow other slow versions. Um, they kind of, at least, maybe it's just the vocal quality, but it did seem to kind of have more of a triumphant sound. Yeah, there was something, oh, he's got a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. And he sings incredibly well on this version. Yeah, I mean, this was 2017. This was pretty recent. this was last year. Um, he didn't go, like, as high. Like, he he didn't do the super high, uh, uh, chorus, but I wouldn't, can't really blame him, because, like, that's pretty high. It's probably Mm -hmm. not that great to do um health wise yeah so like vocal health wise so that's fine he's older now i get it still sounds good yeah and we do get the main riff and they're the still piano. ridiculously handsome just want to point that out oh, yeah, there's I, a video <laughs> <laughs> they managed to maintain uh their image despite yeah all yeah all, time, it, huh? all it took was being successful pop stars Holy crap. imagine that <laughs> <laughs> The fountain of youth is success. I know, right? They actually do a really interesting thing on this version okay. where the last 30 seconds is just applause and them saying, thank you very much. Oh, they're very, thank you very, much. very <laughs> grateful. Very grateful at the end. I which is were... probably why before I said, they seem like okay dudes. <laughs> they were just saying thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what did you think about this one, Kalen? Uh, I really dug it. I honestly thought it 
very much in contrast to what Alex was saying, completely shifted the mood. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely a far more melancholic, sorrowful ode to something lost. Interesting. Absolutely. So this is a looking back song to you. This is very much so. This is, you know, I wish I could have done more or been more aware or been better. Interesting. That's really what I got from this. It was a complete take. 180. More so than anything else. Of all the, like, other versions that we have listened to, I think this really does turn it most on its head. From the original intent, from the the original song by yes. far. That's an interesting. I'd say his take. his voice does a lot of work on this one. <clears throat> it is mostly voice. Like it there's a bit of guitar vocals. in the background, yeah. and I think some like synthesizer. I feel like there's a really light organ later on. It's kind of like just in the background, yeah. very quiet. Well, there's like a bit of guitar. There's a bit of piano, and presumably yeah. organ, and he like. He sings it in such a way, like, when you listen to Aqualung's version, he very much went, this needs to be sad, I need to put on my sad voice. It's mm-hmm. sad. I think that's his all-the-time voice for everything, because like, I, I listened to some of his other songs, and it just kind of sounds like much that. the same. So he's a one-note whiner. Exactly, and with, sure, like, yeah, Annie, like Annie B. Sweet, she kind of has the same thing where she's like, this is going to be a sad version, let's bring that sadness in. Whereas... Alex, you got still, you said this wasn't exactly a sad version for you, and Kalen sees it as very melancholia, which I tend to agree with more, but I think the complexity of his voice and just the like the power of his singing lends to that complexity where you can get both interpretations in there. Yeah, and he can do quieter, like he can be softer, but still powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's sort of like with Boys of Summer we talked about, how it's kind of a sad song, but it slaps it fucking sure does. hard. Like, <laughs> So you get that same kind of vibe, I would say, with this interpretation. Yeah, I really like this one, even though for me, I think it still stands counter to the like what I value about the original. But it's still kind of an interesting interpretation. Yeah. Maybe. That being triumphant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sort of triumphant take on me, you know, take on the world, take me on. Yeah, it's definitely um, a, a, a different way of approaching the softer version of it, and I think much more successful Looking at you, Aqualung. You really have been shat on the yeah, moment Al- your Alex name has been brought up. Alex doesn't get this fucking mad about these things, usually. <laughs> He's a very level-headed young man. I'm sure man, it has but... nothing to do with how much I like the album Aqualung. Uh, by the band Aqualung? <laughs> what does the scowl sound like? <laughs> have you tried growling? It's, it's got, we'll just put a little described video in there. <laughs> Alex, Alex is now <laughs> scowling at Jake. <laughs> sharpening knives at present okay from there we've just got two versions left by the looks of it we got the symphonic and uh richard eb which one do we want to do first here um symphonic okay let's talk symphonic pretty straight as far as covers go. I agree. Go. I don't have a ton to say about it. Like, the original um, synth sounds really lend themselves well to the symphony. Yeah. Or orchestra, I guess. Yeah, the complexity that an orchestra can bring out. I mean, Kayla and I were talking about this a bit last night, how even just, like, your stringed instruments can do so much. Yeah, and there was quite a bit of, like, synthesizer going on and different layers and stuff mm-hmm. so just having all like a room full of people do that sounds pretty cool yeah and and like the sounds it they do the sounds but on like acoustic instruments and it sounds good mm-hmm. 
You get so, some like bigger moments with like heavy kind of drums in there, so like they can emphasize different right. parts. Yeah, they've got the whole percussion section instead of like there, three guys and one of them maybe plays a, a snare sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, it's a much fuller version. This is kind of what we talked about in our Phoenix Wright episode, where the orchestra one's just basically a fuller version, a more rounded version of the original. I suppose. In a, in, in, in a sense. Like, in a sense. In this one, more so like in the video game context, it was more mm-hmm. so like going from a really like bleeps and bloops, like really basic four channel or whatever sound yeah. to a full orchestra. You really start to fill in the blanks and start to make the sounds that you kind of have to almost infer. Whereas this is more like a, 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 a timbral filling out mm-hmm. because it sounds more acoustic which can be kind of warmer than uh, like a synthesizer sound right so it has that feeling i think yeah now you had some strong feelings yeah on this you one, said Caleb. you liked it oh it just has gravitas more than anything Ooh. else you really feel completely in the swell i, I guess there's something music here and that just really appeals to me that the strength and the power of this song is further enhanced by the use of orchestra i guess there's something to be said for having an entire room of people Thanks. playing one yes, song absolutely i really thought the energy just swallowed you up and brought you along this entire journey of like if the concern of the last song was that it kind of goes counter to the point of it being triumphant right and in your face this is very much just what could you possibly do to stop me now that I have this feeling rising inside of me? Mm-hmm. It just feels as if it's a tide. It's got the power. You cannot stop it. Yeah, it really emphasizes that one point, which I guess you could argue you lose sort of the lower energy moments because I would say the lower parts still with a full orchestra have a much higher, but you get a higher high as well. It's kind of just like shifting the whole song's energy up like an octave mm-hmm. if we want to use some kind Ooh. of measurement term. An octave um, is a doubling in frequency. Yeah. So it, this this song fades out, which I thought was weird for an orchestra. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. I thought you'd have more of a grandiose finish, especially because that, like that's what orchestras do. I, I, that's what I would expect. Yeah. Although this was also from a whole album of of orchestral, um, well, it's symphonic. So it's symphonic. Yeah. I did look up the difference, which I will mention. Oh, okay. Um, but. Maybe if you have a whole album of that stuff, you don't want to end them all on the huge, huge note. So yeah, I guess some just need to lead into others kind of with a fade out. So what is a symphonic versus an orchestra? Uh, Well, a a symphony symphony, is just a big orchestra. Okay. (laughs) So like... that that's So like a symphony orchestra or whatever. Right. Or a light light orchestra is just strange. I think, yeah, or sure. Like like electric light orchestra? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then Um, an orchestra is just like... An orchestra is just a bunch of people playing instruments together. I'm okay. sure I don't know if there are specifics about what instruments can be in it. Right. But like a symphony is just like a bigger, like more either okay. more people playing the same instruments or more different instruments. Right. I, I don't know if it matters. I heard it, what's does the word philharmonic have anything to do with? Um, I think philharmonic has other connotations. Kind of like yes, yeah, so you say like a philharmonic orchestra, but it's just like a philharmonic is a group of people who play, or like okay. a philharmonic is like an organization. Right. So it's more like an institution. Yeah. So like. 
you so like the like we have calgary philharmonic orchestra right so like the calgary philharmonic orchestra is like the organization that hires people to mm-hmm. play in the orchestra so like the philharmonic is i believe refers to the organization and like yeah. when you get hired you're part of the philharmonic well like i think that's how it goes something like that so like it's not a huge distinction but like slight yeah yes Phenomenal. thank you alex i've learned a lot today about orchestras yeah this is really odd and to say about sky this reggae and sky reggae yeah we're covering some ground um learning things today fucking it's yeah it's like it's a pretty straightforward cover it's not breaking new ground yeah, or anything that's kind of what i said but it's enjoyable although is it uh they use the original vocal track yeah does this one count as a re remix yeah i guess yeah technically is it so, do, do remixes are remixes only allowed to have a certain number of people working on them though maybe i don't know is this a getting into the kind of orchestra the symphony uh, classification how much collaboration how, can you have till you're an many orchestra? people are involved well, there's definitely a lot of people involved in this one yeah i looked at like the youtube video like credits and it's just a fucking ton just everyone in that symphony i guess yeah um, yeah. With that, let's jump into our last version our here. last version. Richard E.B. and Caleb Hiles. And Caleb. With what is, I think, supposed to be a metal version? Yeah, this is like a metal version. I looked up the guys. Uh, Richard... Mm-hmm. EB is, seems to be the guitar player. Yeah, that's and then Caleb Hiles is the, the vocalist. Yeah. So yeah, this is a a metal version. Which we really the only thing I noticed is metal is the the guitar has that class, classic. I would say that the vocals are riff. kind of metal. Kind of, I think they could be more metal. Maybe, but like if you look at what all the other stuff they do, it's all metal. Like he's a metal yeah. guitarist, yeah, he's yeah, a metal yeah. singer. So like, I would I would say it's metal. This one is like besides those like two little things, very faithful to the original. Like you get Barely. Some, it's some... not everything's like on guitar instead. Yeah. But like even the uh like solo is kind of similar when you got some pretty fast playing. Yeah. And he gets um, to do a lot of improvisation on the guitar, like he does a bunch of noodling like through the verses and shit. But Yeah. So I thought this uh, it's, it's metal. It's definitely metal. I thought this was decent, but like I don't have much of an ear for metal. I'll have I to admit. thought it could be much more metal. It just felt like kind of like hard rock to me at most. I I mean the guitar sounded metal the way they played it. Yeah. And the drums were definitely metal with mm-hmm. the like double kick. But like the synth was still very synth pop. Like it was pop synth. It ends on a synth outro, and it has synth in there, and it sounds basically like the original. Okay. I uh, wish I had paid more attention to the synthesizer, but unfortunately. I didn't. I feel like we never get to discuss these things when they come up. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Uh, you got any thoughts on this one, Kaelin? Oh, yeah. uh, it's interesting that this, uh, the criticism mainly from you in this, is that it is too faithful versus the other ones. You're like, this is not faithful enough. It's all wrong. Why yeah. are you deviating so far from the, from the recipe? Which is interesting. Uh, but... My own personal take on it is just, I don't know, it was meh. I thought better metal versions of different songs have been made. Yeah. There's a particular YouTuber who, that's his sole thing, is like meddling everything. Right. Which, Which I think that's what these guys do too. 
Okay. Or at least covers of metal songs, and then they did this. Okay, but I just, again, I felt there wasn't enough of it. I thought that if you were saying this is a metal version. So it wasn't metal like, enough for you? Uh-huh. Interesting. It just, you really should be pushing that to the extreme. You should be really making that so obvious that, of course, it would have to be this. That Jake is saying, this is like hard rock. Hmm... I think that, you know, it's fair at that point that they could have done more, but maybe they were concerned more so with that we don't want to be too strange. We don't want this to be going too far off the rails here because then we come into problems like, I don't know, what was the one that you guys really loathed? Aqua? Yeah, exactly. That's just completely, I mean, I really didn't like that either, just escaped me that, but that was just so different and so mm-hmm. poorly done, I guess, in that rendition of that, that this, like, what is this? Yeah, it's, it's real, like, just, he slapped a fucking four chords together, he vamped, and fucking sang over it barely, and yeah. carried it on for too fucking long. Sure, so that's, like, overdrawn, and now this, in this circumstance, very faithful to the original uh, art, the original creation of it, but... Now it's just like, well, you've put in the effort to put in different instruments to say this is a metal version. I would like a bit more of that. It's it's diluted. Mm-hmm. I would very much like a, a, a double shot of the rum, please, in my rum and coke instead of this watered-down $10 nonsense. Your metal rum. Yeah. yeah. You, I really, really, you want I a really double want shot be, of mercury in Yeah, your I want it straight to the dome. I mm. don't need to be have a slight buzz. It, I want to be smart from our head. Exactly. You know, you know, it's like when we cover okay. Get Lucky. And there was, it was Hailstorm, I believe, did the right. version of it. That was metal as fuck. That was pretty metal. Like, it took... That was... I did. I will admit, I wrote down rock and roll version first, and then said, wait, metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that shouldn't happen. So, at it's least at, like at, the intro, at the intro. And then I was like, no, no, no. That, that's how you play guitar in metal songs, right? Yeah. Which is true. That is true. But yeah, so this one fell flat for me. I think it... Could have been yeah, so I think better. these are just like some YouTube guys, and like they did a song, and it was fine, but not like amazing. Do you know who else was a YouTube guy, Alex? Justin Bieber. Yep. Yeah, but was his YouTube material like that great? I don't know. I didn't I see know. it. For <laughs> a young boy making a song for his grandmother, fairly impressive as okay. to whether or not he deserved or has earned, I suppose, you know, the phenomenal stardom that, you know, can't be debated. It is an incredible achievement all the money he has accumulated and how popular he is whether or not we agree with that mm. or value it is something different yeah, but, i would just say like i'm not gonna excuse them just for being youtube talents fair Although enough i will in fact i'm more hard on them because they're not young swedish girls who <laughs> 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 even though maybe their version is better than hers but she doesn't have a version Shout out to Lynn Brickell, I believe her name is. <laughs> a few episodes Who back. We actually didn't like very much. Yeah, we didn't like her song very much, but you know, we tried to reel our punches because she's very young. Like, <laughs> and Swedish. Yeah. We don't want to be, I mean, the Norse, uh, the Norse peoples. We don't want the Norwegians and the Swedes to gang up together because once they bring in the Danes, who's to say they don't go a pillaging again? Going exactly. a Viking. Always my biggest fear. So that wraps up our talk about our roundup of all these songs. We're getting to our ratings. Um, we're going to have a best song, worst song. I'm struggling for a bonus category here, Alex. you have anything off the top of the head? The one that made Alex the most upset. Oh, that's easy. That's the worst one. The well, worst one. Go, what man. about the, made the one that made Alex the most wet? Oh my goodness. Could it? That's just gonna be How are we going to test that? Are you going to let someone sort touch of? your groin? Um, what if we go like... Well, let's do just just for Kaylin Lee in the studio today. We're gonna do the one most likely to be censored by the Chinese government. Oh my goodness! Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, Kalen is, of course, leaving to China to teach children. Yes. That's why we're getting him on the podcast before he flees overseas. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We had to steal, a, you know, such a, such a prominent guest that he's been on Jardiv before. Oh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> I'm there, and I did lose my mind briefly during a round of, I think it was Civilization Five. Yeah, is there a title for those videos? Uh, Kalen Loses His Shit is the one that is maybe 23 seconds in length, and they had to, unfortunately, censor out a couple of not-so-great moments. choice words. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to have a laugh of me in really terrible, shitty audio, howling at a fucking game, uh, there I am. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, so that's Kalen spelled C-A-E-L-A-N. Oh, no, I'm gonna get doxxed. Loses Don't his shit. do this. On the, uh... <laughs> That's on the Jardev YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to Jardev. All right, let's get to the ratings. Let's talk worst yeah. song. I feel like this will be the lightning round. Alex, worst song. Aqualung. Boom. Kalen. Yeah. It's, gotta be, it's, it's a unanimous Aqualung story. You're the worst version of Take On Me to ever exist. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Aqualung. I don't know anything more Grey's Anatomy than that song. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that you're, you were using Grey's Anatomy as a very, very negative adjective here is, yep. I mean... What more do you really it's have to so say? It's so Grey's Anatomy. Simplosity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into best. Hmm. Now, like, obviously for me, I'm going to talk about the best version and also the best cover version because the best version is the original. Yes. Yeah. By, by far, I think. Yeah, we have to... It, so often we have to split them up. It's Yeah, sometimes we just have to do this. I think for cover versions for me... Uh, you know what? Like, I wasn't really big on any of the versions. I'm trying to stay away from just being like, the MTV Unplugged version was <laughs> the best cover. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm going to fucking go with Real Big Fish just for the instruments. You know what? It's fun. We get some walking bass. I do like the horns. Real Big Fish version. It's like, I would listen to that one, maybe ironically, but I'd still fucking listen to you it. Still like, listen to I, it? I'd jam out to it. I, I'd have fun with it. I like that version. Like, the vocals, I'll be singing over those anyway, so, like, it doesn't really affect me that much if I'm listening to it, you know what? Hmm. So there you go, best cover for me, Real Big Fish. Wow. Cool, cool. Real Big Fish. All right. Um, I guess for me, um, I'm gonna throw it to Kaigo, because I really got that riff stuck in my head throughout the week, uh, along with the, you know, the other versions, but that one, like, there was a point where I was, like, humming it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, like, slowly realized, oh, it's that one remix. Amazing. So, yeah, uh, that's, that was it for me, I guess. That's wild. Yeah. A remix pick from Alex. I know. Who once said, I couldn't tell the difference between all these remixes, so they're all the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> you've, gr- you've grown so much. <laughs> uh, Kaylin Lee, tell us what's your what's your best version of this song? I mean, it's fairly clear. I think the symphonic version. Yeah, just, it seemed to really resonate just, with you. Yeah, it was just very powerful. I really thought it just really delved further into the overall just theme of the song, which is triumph. But I get de- I get where you were saying that you didn't want to do the MTV version unplugged because yeah. that was also I guess if it was like particularly different and artistic take that is the one that most speaks to yeah, me oh, just I... because it's a complete 180 of the original mm-hmm. even though it's you know not a cover it's the other thing doing sorry yeah sorry alex no no, no. Are you done? i don't want to interrupt you i don't want to interrupt you Kim. um the other thing about the the uh unplugged version for me so much easier to sing along to oh yeah yeah and like it's slower and and he doesn't go all the way up on the on the high part, but it still has the you know the same kind of melody more or less. Very good for singing along too. 
Yeah. Good note, good note. All right, now most likely to be censored by the Chinese government. I got a two-way tie for this. It's either got to be Real Big Fish, just because, I don't know, they're very white. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit Western, eh? Or Captain Jazz, because that one just feels like a genuine audio attack. They probably would take it as terrorism. Yeah, yes. What is this? They would be very confused and maybe angry. Some dude shouting at them. Just... That's, so those are my picks for most likely to be censored by the Chinese government. Yeah, I have mm. to say. Cat and Jazz as well is probably going to be viewed as a weapon to disseminate uh, against the glorious party that is ruling China. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a pretty long tradition in China of censoring Western music. Mm-hmm. And jazz is very much a Western music. And I feel like they wouldn't care that it's just the name necessarily. Like that, that might. Like I feel like the internet filters would just catch oh, it. Yeah. Like jazz, yeah. none of this. That is a really good point. I think just by that, by the very nature of the analytics and how it, whether or not it, uh, it censors. That's exactly it. There you go. Yeah, I guess another one probably like YouTube's pretty censored over there. Isn't it? Do they even have YouTube Google. over there? YouTube. Google entirely. Yeah. So Google everything involved. Oh, so that. we wouldn't be able to get our the final one. Yeah, Rashad, Rashad and, uh, and Caleb. Gmails. Because that's just some random people. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. That's why uh if you're listening, Chinese government, can you get uh, any the of foreigners these? use the VPN? VPN. Well, you know what? They probably have bootleg cassettes of aha over there. So oh, you can get man. the original. <laughs> Or, yeah, it'll sound like the Captain Jazz version, though, apparently. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Why <laughs> <My> bother? <laughs> and, and I bet you they like Grey's Anatomy over there. I don't know. We have to assume. And so that's our that's been our reviews. That's the end of our main segment. We're going to jump quickly into our bonus segment, a classic. Battle of the Band. Ooh. Where we're going to talk about the three members of AHA. We're going to talking with Kalen Lee, of course, because he's been in several fights in his life. And we're going to base this just on their names. So I'm going to reiterate the three names here. In a three-man free-for-all between Morton Harkett, Magna Furlhoman, and Paul Waktar Savoy. Who wins in a fight, Galen? Oh, it's Waktar Savoy. By yeah? far. A guy with that many like last or middle names and the rest has a big chip on his shoulder. And if you punch him in the face, he's just going to spit out a tooth and come at you again. Yeah, I like, well, like, yeah. Wigtar sounds very, like, savage, and then Savoy sounds like he's learned a secret martial art. He's ready very to Very classy. Your butt. Hyphenated definitely gives you a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, room to play. Personally, I would never go up against someone named Magnus. Yeah! That's or a fucking hard-ass name, too. Magnuson. Magnus, son that's, of Magnus. That Magnus, is... son of Magnus. Yeah. Frightening. That is, like... Legit. That is really intense. I don't know why. It just, it just ticks that box for me because yeah. your father is your name it's very very um threatening yeah like as far as it goes like i feel morton harkett who's the vocalist is the first to go down in this fight sure but like he could i mean he just has to look at me and i'd stop well sure yeah but he's fighting his two band members many years oh but if they oh yeah they it's, it's a free-for-all between i do feel like magnus Wait, i wouldn't you know i wouldn't fight anyone in aha uh-huh. they're too beautiful yeah <laughs> I they have, feel like yeah. I'm like ruining a beautiful painting by the No, they have motivation to defend their faces, other, okay? But, well, it's very important that they do. That's part of it. They the have image. very strong motivation and and I feel like our motivation isn't strong enough to overcome their motivation and they'll just completely flatten us. But in the fight amongst the trio, In the fight. Yeah. They will amongst be, themselves. Yes, yes, it's a little different. That's it's tough for me between Magna for Holman. Sorry, is it Magna or Magnus? It's Magna, so M A G N E. Okay. Or however you say that. However you say anyway, that. Anyway, it has mag in it, which mm. I feel like for some reason that's really what 
Yeah, it's it's that's, that's a syllable. That's that's it. a strong syllable. And Furuholman, Furuholman, that's got some some hard Norse vibes. Yeah. It just yeah. Would you uh, like to eat <clears throat> from the cup of your enemies tonight? Sir? Yeah. yeah, I might like see for for me. Magna is pure Norse, whereas Paul. Has no, a, Paul has a little know, bit of American. I mean, he's got the hyphenated last name, so he's he still has two. Name, yeah. really, still has two good names. That's really where it's coming from. But Paul from is, is less exciting. The legacy. Yeah, so I've got two scenarios here. In the homeland, on, on a Norwegian mountain, Magnus is going to win every time. But if we're out there just away from the source of his power, just oh. out in the world on international tour, I think Paul Wake Tar Savoy has got it. Okay. okay, I think that's pretty. That's fair. my final verdict. Outside of his place of power. Okay. Yes. So what? It's how often do they travel, or have they stayed in Norway all this time? Because if that's the case, what they like as recently as twenty seventeen, they were traveling for this uh, MTV Unplugged tour thing. Yeah, I think it was just in Europe though. Yeah, but I think they mostly tour Europe because yeah. they're basically that's a one hit wonder over here. Yeah. So I guess outside, I mean, if they've stayed in Norway most of the time, it seems that uh, he's been mostly unbeaten. Then he yeah. is the king of the ring. Yeah, he's probably he has enough power on store that he can probably still take him, even just over in Europe. He's still close, bat- you know. He's the battery yeah. pack. That's right. <laughs> Somewhere or other, he just taps that lightning falls from the sky, and he go only gets it like a little Chris Hemsworth. Right, he just gets a, a little story. Just a smidgen. <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up. That's our bonus segment. This has been Cover Me. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Rate and review us. Tell your friends about us. Talk to us on Twitter. Um, Kalen Lee has been joining us today. Thank you, Kalen Lee. Thank you very much for Thanks having so me. Thanks so much, Kalen. It's great to have you in the check, check out studio. His, check said. out his losing his shit videos on Jardev. We got Alex Mildenberger, my co-host, as always. That's me. This has been another episode. Thank you very much. As we always say on this podcast, fuck, I forgot to come up with one of these again. We uh, usually do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually do every time. Classic. I say that. Should I just end it on that? Uh, yeah, goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye.